0: What up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome back to another edition of the Bad Podcast, Brad and Dwayne. My name's Brad. That's Dwayne. Just kidding. (laughs) We're back, man. Another great episode. B. B. We're live right now in Mm. the Eager to Run uh, Facebook group, Eager to Run Club. If you're not a part of the Eager to Run Club, what are you even doing? Like, Mm. what? I mean, (laughs) if you ever took a step in your life, you need to join the eager to run club it is a free run club on facebook uh our guest is backstage and we're asking her to join like everybody needs to join the eager to run club so we're live right now in the eager to run club a great reason to join the club so that you can watch these live but b what are we talking about today brother
1: we're going to talk about the preparation phase we're going to talk about planning but when we prepare ourselves and when we plan everything out we have to remember that perfection is not attainable but if we chase perfection we can catch excellence vince lombardi said that and i thought it was fitting that it's the playoffs man the super bowl is about two weeks away so let's talk about perfection let's talk about planning let's talk about preparation
0: let's get it
1: hey good job guys good job mental battle mental battle
0: for life baby what it look like what it be like what it do back in here another edition of the bad podcast man and we are back again brad we got another guest another awesome guest man i'm just super excited to continue to do this podcast man we're knocking these out every week your favorite place to come for motivation inspiration and a few laughs, man, that's what we do here B. So I'm going to throw it to you so you can throw it to our guest.
1: Yes, sir. Author, runner, mental strength enthusiast, zebra lover. Elizabeth, I want you to introduce yourself. I want you to talk about yourself and, and, and tell our crowd who you are, what you are, all the things.
2: Well, thank you so much for the introduction, and thank you so much for having me on today. So as you said, runner, author, um, and Instagram content creator. So I have been running. for over 20 years now, I started right after I graduated in college in around 2001. I was a gym rat. I ran on the treadmill every day um, until I discovered the amazing world of outdoor road racing in 2005. <laughs> I'm like, how didn't I know this any any sooner? I was just stuck on a treadmill. I'm always trying to sort of race the other people in the gym mm-hmm. around me. If somebody else was running on a treadmill faster, I would try to do that, too. So um, I actually uh, didn't really know much about like the whole 5K thing. So, uh, <laughs> so I got into doing outdoor running, um, started with a 10K, worked my way up to a half marathon. One of my friends roped me into a full marathon, which I never thought I'd be able to do. Um, but it was one of those things. If she's doing it, I'll I'll do it, too. Um, And then uh, that was 2006 was my first marathon. So since then, I've run, I think, 33 marathons now, even more half marathons, probably over 105 Ks, loads of 10 Ks. And I just absolutely love running and maybe even more than I love running is I love to talk about running and share my running and, uh, and be creative about it, whether that's writing in my blog, writing my book, creating a video, um, using music to sort of tell a story, uh, all of that. So um, I guess that's sort of like the high level view of who I am.
1: Well, Dwayne shares a passion of running just like we do. <laughs> And everybody that's listening knows that Dwayne is not a runner. uh. You
0: know, I was like, you know what? I think I need to leave this.
1: uh, Dwayne likes fitness. And and that's where it ends. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, I think Dwayne just needs to dip his toes in the water a little mm-hmm. bit and, and uh-uh. dive into the run world. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's an addicting sport, man. <sighs> it is addicting. And you talked about 2005, 2006, when you were opened up to the run world, I will, uh, I'll just, I'll just do this real quick and I'm going to be in and out. I graduated high school in 2006. I knew nothing about the run world. <laughs> I, I, I was kind of like you were the gym rat type and, um, you know, treadmill running wasn't for me. Road running certainly wasn't for me. I had no idea what a 5K was. I didn't know what a Tough mutter was. I didn't know what a marathon was. Uh, but, you, you know, you, you, you give yourself a chance. You get out there. You try it. And um, a lot of times when you're just beginning – um, at least for me and a lot of the people that I've talked to, um, they lack that preparation phase, that, that blueprint, you know, and you have to have a blueprint. And that's sort of what we're going to talk about today, because one of the messages that you portray uh, on your Instagram is uh, planning. You know, you got to have some sort of a structure to your planning. You know, are you going for distance? Are you going for time? Are you doing hills? Are you doing, uh, mm-hmm. so let's talk about planning and, and what you use uh, for preparation for, a, for an event.
2: Sure. So um, I've tried a number of approaches over the years. So I started by my first marathon, I read the Jeff Galloway book, which mm-hmm. adopts the run-walk approach. And I and I read that book and I used his plans and I did the run-walk approach for I think my first five or six marathons. And you can actually go pretty fast with it. Like I I ended up going under four hours using the walk run-walk approach. Um, nice. So that worked for me. Um, and then when I decided... Um, okay, now I've run a 350. So now I'm going to try to qualify for Boston. I moved on to the um, Fitzinger Douglas advanced marathoning book. So I read that and I was using the training plans in that. So I was very much of a, a, a book person and following those plans. Um, and then after that, I trained with a group for a while. and um, And then I got my own personal coach in 2014. So 10 years ago, And he was um, with McMillan Running Company. His name is Andrew Lemoncello, an Olympian, absolutely amazing person. Totally transformed my running. Um, I had hit a major plateau from about like 2009 to like 2014 to like a five-year plateau. I started working with um, Coach Lemon, as I call him, and uh, just totally transformed my running, taught me sort of a new way to train. Um, And then um, after that, I... Got my own coaching certification mm. through greg mcmillan and the mcmillan running company and um and now i coach others and i self-coach um which i, I don't necessarily recommend self-coaching because we tend to we just don't overdo everything like we need someone to hold us back right so that's sort of the danger you <laughs> coaching, is that you tend to do too much but i think i have enough um enough experience to sort of know where that is um I have my husband to kind of keep me accountable if I've got some nagging injury. And I, I tried it for uh, my first cycle just this past fall. And I ran my second fastest ever marathon and I'm in excellent shape. So I think it's going well. I love the flexibility of being my own coach. And so I'm continuing with it.
0: Nice. Man. I'm, I'm going to jump in right here yes. because you, you really hit like – it's almost like you listened to our episode two <laughs> episodes ago. Uh, we had a run coach on, and he talked about you know just uh, the first thing you, we we were really excited about was you know having a coach, like somebody finding a coach, having a coach. Everybody needs a coach, you know. Uh, Brad has a famous uh, video clip that's circling the internet that's going viral <laughs> about you know everybody. You know, Tom Brady has a coach. Dwayne John Dwayne, Dwayne the Rock Johnson has a coach. So. Yeah. <laughs> we love that, you know, and then when you, when you talked about being a being self-coach and then you talked about being able to restrain yourself because that's mm-hmm. something that uh, uh, Coach Tucker talked about, like, you know, uh, not always going out and running, you know, on the highest level, you know, some days you need to take it easy. So you need to pull it back. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's spot on and we're in the rearing group. So I know they're going to benefit from it, but it's spot on that you talk about just understanding training and just understanding you don't have to, you know, paint, no pain, no game mentality and all of that. And just really learn how to uh, uh, just train your body. And I'm, and so brad brad tells you i'm not a runner that is that is a fact but i am competing currently for a bodybuilding competition and so in that i i use the same method where i'm not trying to you know i'm not trying to curl the most i can curl i'm trying to curl correct uh form i'm trying to make sure i'm contracting the right muscles i'm trying to make sure the right blood flow and so just understanding. You know, training isn't going all out and it isn't like, you know, just beating yourself up. Like you said, it's super important. And, and we're glad you, you reiterated that.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, and, and you know, when you talk about self-coaching, I, I was a teacher for 10 years. I, I was in education for 10 years, phys ed teacher. And one of the things that we would always preach to our kids was it's not how fast you do it. It's how well you do those things. And, and when you're trying to run out of the gates and you're trying to go hundred miles an hour, every training day, guess what? You're going to experience those, those injuries. You're going to experience those nagging long-term injuries. And if you don't take that time to slow down, take that step back and, and let your body heal, um, um, man, you know, it's, it's going to be detrimental to crossing that finish line. Like you're, you're out there self-coaching, getting yourself to that finish line faster, but you also understand that it's not how fast you get to that finish line. It's how well you get to that finish line. But then on race day, baby, all oh, race day. Oh, we're ready. We're ready. You know, and, and that's, that's how, that's how it, uh, that's how, that's how greatness is achieved right there. Perfect. Yeah. You know? Um, I, I want to talk about this perfection thing that you were just yeah. talking about. Oh, sorry. What, go ahead. I'm no, sorry. I just. Right um, I, um, I want to talk about this perfection thing in the, in the quote that I had in the beginning was something along the lines of chase perfection, but we know that perfection is not obtainable. And Vince Lombardi said chase perfection at all costs, knowing that we'll never get to perfection, but excellent is something that we can obtain, which you have obtained. I mean, you're qualifying for Boston. Yes, please. That's, that's, mm-hmm. that's excellence. You know, that's excellence. Um, And uh, I got a, I got an example real quick. So I, I thought I had perfectly planned and perfectly trained for a a marathon in 2016. It was the Buffalo marathon, first ever marathon. And I, I thought I had perfectly planned for this event, but sometimes we can't control things that happen to us. So man, I got the nutrition down to a, to a T I trained, man. I, I did the did the intervals. I did some hills. I did some fartlek training. I did all the things that you were supposed to do, and I got to event day, and I didn't know it was going to be 95 degrees, and I didn't know it was going to be 85 percent humidity. I didn't have control of these things, so I had materialized this idea of this perfect marathon because I had trained for it. I had I had perfected all my training, but sometimes when we have a, a, a an environment or a circumstance that we can't control. Need to be able to pivot. You need to be able to pivot. So, how do you take a an uncontrollable environment, situation, circumstance? How do you take that uncontrollable and maybe um, just pivot? How do you, how do you take those circumstances and pivot?
2: Yeah, and that's where um, you sort of have to rely on your experience. And as you said, as a new runner, you you don't have that experience. So it's it's learning. You got to see running as a constant learning experience. So if you do have um, experience, you know that these things are possible. You know it's possible for there to be unexpected gusts of wind or uh, for some hills to to prop up that even if you've studied the course profile, it could be I didn't think the hills were going to be this steep. Or this long. And I, as recently as uh, like two years ago, I ran a half marathon where I had studied the elevation profile and I thought, yeah, just one hill here, walking hill there. But the whole thing ended up being hilly. And <laughs> I ran a time that I was not very happy with. So, um, yeah, I think it, it's really about learning how to be flexible, um, adapt, and sort of accept your new reality. And if you, if it's going to be 90 degrees, very humid, and you're originally targeting a certain time, you sort of have to know going in that that's not realistic anymore and that's okay because it's really just, a, a your time is really just a number and the satisfaction that you'll get out of it comes more from the process and the execution and the trying hard. Um, And if you do feel like your satisfaction comes strictly or primarily from the time, then that's something that you should be working on, is understanding that more satisfaction, true satisfaction is to be had in how you execute and how you handle it versus the number on the clock, Um, simply because the number on the clock is just completely um, subject to these things that are out of our control, as you just said
1: that that's absolutely incredible. And so our demographic Elizabeth is, um, it's, it's mostly people that have lost a lot of weight. So our, our business is E2M fitness. It's an eight week uh, weight loss challenge. And a lot of our members in the eager to run club are people that are, I mean, they just lost 50 pounds. They just lost a hundred pounds. So when you talk about that timepiece, that's not necessarily important to a lot of our clients. Right. And, and I think like as advanced runners, So many times we're infatuated by what that what that timer says when we cross the finish line. But when you have to overcome adversity and when you have to overcome opposition like heat or maybe it was too hilly or whatever the circumstances like you're you're trying to get to that finish line, you're accepting that new reality. I love what you're saying there because. Um, when you're able to overcome that that opposition, you 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 didn't tuck your tail, you didn't quit, you didn't give up, you didn't surrender, man. You 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 went through the blemishes, you went through the imperfections, and you got yourself to that finish line despite everything that was going on around you. And I think that's a huge nugget that the the, the clients and the members of the Eager to Run Club can take. Like, not everything's gonna line up for you. The stars are not always going to align. Man, you just gotta do it and and go for it.
2: Especially, yeah, especially for newer runners in in your club, Um, my sort of logic when I started, which seems completely logical, is that I'm going to do a race and then I'm going to go train for four to six weeks and do another one. And after that, the second one, that should be faster. Um, And then I'm going to do it again. And so it should just every time I do it, I'm going to train more. I'm going to get fitter. So it should just get faster and faster and faster. But that's a false uh, belief. It it Mm -hmm. seems logical on the surface. And the reality is, yes, you are getting fitter. Yes, you are getting faster. But using just that one number, that one race time is really um, misleading because the first uh, time that you ran, it could have been a nice, beautiful day on a flat course um, and everything went well. And then the second time could be, well, maybe you got a stomach cramp and there were hills. And even though you are fitter and you are in better shape, there were things that happened in that second race that didn't happen in the first.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I couldn't agree anymore with that. Dwayne, you got anything on that?
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I, that's, again, it applies to so many other things, man. Just, just because, you know, you don't, you don't PR, you know, a lot of people, you know, want their personal best or whatever. It don't mean you're, you're not getting better. And I think that that really speaks to, uh, what are we, week five when this dropped, mm-hmm. um, that really speaks to week five, man, because, you know, uh, uh, you, you, you might have snuck and got on the scale and it wasn't where you thought it was. You know, it don't mean that you're not better. It don't mean that your body is not changing. It don't mean that you're not gaining muscle. Uh, you know, all of those things are taking place. And then, uh, you know, uh, speaking from a non-runner, uh, but going back to an old episode, you know, you talked about heels and stomach craps, but even shoes, you know. Your shoes might be in a different condition than they were, you know, the last time you ran a race. And that also is going to affect your, your, your output and what happens, man. So uh I all of this is 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 really good, man. I know the people are gonna benefit from it um, because like so many things, it applies to so many other aspects of you know of life, you know. So definitely love it, B. Back to you. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, Elizabeth, I want you to talk about training a little bit. You know, we have a lot of people listening that, uh, maybe be a first time half marathon, first time, even 5k. Uh, and there's no even, or just in a 5k, but, uh, nope. they're just training for the first time. Um, how do you attack training? Do you attack each level of, uh, of distance the same? Do you introduce different things for different levels? How do you attack planning and, and preparation?
2: Yeah, with these types of runs, there are definitely different types of training that you would do for a half marathon versus a 5K. Um, With a half marathon, really the focus would be on endurance. And so getting that weekly long run is going to be key. So maybe starting out at like seven miles on a Saturday and then the next weekend, eight, and then the weekend after that. Mind you, this is not every day. It's once a week. Every week you're taking that long run up a notch and you're building that endurance with 5K, you may be able to run 5K just fine. The distance is not a problem for you, but you are trying to get faster. So then once a week, I would recommend once or even twice a week doing um, intervals, whether you go to a track and you run uh, laps, quick laps, like one fast lap, one easy lap, interval training like that is very helpful for um, for 5K or um, what we call tempo runs, where it's just faster than your easy pace. But it is important when you're training for a 5k half marathon, no matter what distance, no matter how experienced that you are, that you give yourself variety and that you alternate between hard runs and easy runs. And that about 80% of the running should be easy. That will build your endurance, that will build your aerobic capacity. And about 20% of the runs will be hard, fast, get that heart rate up really high. Um, and so maybe those are twice a week.
1: Mm-hmm. Excellent. Excellent. And, and I'm seeing some of the comments come through on the Facebook page and, and all good stuff. I mean, people are, people are learning, people are growing that mind. You talked about reading books, you know, and, and growing that mind. A lot of us, uh, you know, in the fitness industry, I was always into heavy lifting. I was an athlete in high school and, uh, um, you know, I was clanging and banging back in the day and now, you know, you, you learn to, uh, you learn to open your mind to new things. You know, you got to have that flex mindset versus a fixed mindset. And, and I think a lot of people have an open mind when it goes to running, especially our client base, Dwayne, um, people that have never done a 5k, 10k half, uh, full Mary. And, uh, so they're learning a lot right here. Um, I think, uh, I think, man, I think we can rack it up right here. I think that was some solid nuggets unless you got more Dwayne.
0: Absolutely. No, no, I I think we're good. You know, I I, just what I would say is funny. You you talk about, you know, our clients being introduced to running. Uh, It always takes me back to uh, me and you that that time. I, uh, (laughs) Elizabeth, I I ran, uh, I think it was three miles on the treadmills the first time ever. And I was so excited because I had lost, you know, over 60 pounds and, and, uh, and I posted. I was like, man, I just ran three miles. And Brad was like, oh, man, you're ready for the five k. I was like, man, I'm not running five thousand miles, man. What are you talking? About? <laughs> I had no idea what he was talking about, man. But you know that that's that's what that's that's what you know our demographic. You know, people that never thought about running. I like I remember the day I ran a mile without stopping. Never forget it. You know, my old neighborhood. Like it was, it was a. A momentous moment, and I even recorded that day because uh even when I was fit in school, like you know, I, I hated the mile, you know. I was like, we gotta do that, like yeah. I'm not doing that, but no, really good stuff. Uh, we'll get ready to transition into uh the, the back half of the show, and uh this is a segment we call the do you know or did you know moment. I'm gonna play a video, uh the video Give you a little bit extra time to think about what that thing may be, but it's a short video. So I'm going to warn you now. Short. So have your do you know or did you know fact about yourself as soon as this video is over. Do you know? The video is over. (laughs) 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 All right. Yeah. So what is a do you know or did you know moment that someone that maybe follows you on social media would not know?
2: Well, I think everyone knows that I have this obsession with zebras, I love them very much. <laughs> but maybe what people don't know is that that obsession with black and white carries into two other things, one of which is playing the piano. And I love playing the piano, I just uh, bought a new grand, so I've been like pretty much playing the piano, actually spending more time on that than running in the past few weeks, it's been insane. Um, And then the other thing is chess. So um, I love playing chess. And I've played a few live in-person tournaments. I play online. Um, My husband and I play together. I have learned a lot of the openings and a lot of the theory behind it. So um, chess, zebras, and pianos, all things that you will see around my house in abundance.
1: Do you offer coaching to chess? (laughs) I can <laughs> I, I might take you up on that. Just send me your rate. Sign,
0: sign, sign both of us up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my 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 wife will whoop me at chess because she knows how to play and I don't. And she also can tickle the ivory a little bit, and I don't know how to do that either. So I might hit you up for both.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was gonna say I'm, I'm impressed and jealous at the same time. Like <laughs> very, 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 very. No, that 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 that's awesome uh two things that that I, I i mean super impressive uh you know playing the keys and then playing chess that's, that's i love that good deal well listen we appreciate you coming on our show super grateful you come on and take time we don't take that for granted when people take time out of the busy schedule you could be playing the keys you could be playing chess you could be running but you decide to jump on these two knuckleheads and we're super super grateful man so As we get ready to close out, B, anything you want to say in closing, my brother.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we can always raise the bar. Embrace your imperfections because your flaws, your imperfections make you beautiful. Checkmate. Let's Let's go. Let's
0: get it. Hey.